I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 553 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got a legendary guest for you guys today. Donny Osmond is a legendary singer, dancer, actor, television host, and former teen idol. Donny Osmond first gained fame performing with his brothers, known as the Osmonds. They had several top 10 hits and gold albums. Donny went on to have a successful solo career of his own in the 1970s. And then in 1976, he starred in Donny and Marie, a variety show alongside his sister Marie. Donnie and Marie were also responsible for several gold albums together themselves. In 2009, Donnie Osmond competed on Dancing with the Stars and won the dance competition with his professional dancing partner, Kim Johnson. Donnie was runner-up on the very first season of The Masked Singer, where he performed famously as The Peacock. He is currently performing shows in Harris Las Vegas Casino, where he continues to entertain audiences just as he did when he was a kid. Donny Osmond is just a legendary American music icon. Of course, he's a first-class father as well. It's a tremendous honor to have him on the podcast today. Donny Osmond will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Donny Osmond was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the American music icon and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you guys do enjoy today's interview with Donny Osmond and you want to hear some of the other music dads that I've had on the podcast, recently, Andy Grammer stopped by, Logic, Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, AJ McLean, and Brian Littrell have all been here. And if you guys are fans of Dancing with the Stars or you're watching the show with your wife, I've had many dads that have competed on the show right here on First Class Fatherhood, including professional dancer Maxim Chimerkovsky, which was a phenomenal interview. Go through the archives, you'll see them all there. And next week, quarter finalist in Dancing with the Stars, Sean Spicer will be joining me here on the podcast. So don't miss out on that one. Be sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please send me with that rating and review. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Donnie Osmond. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got a couple of ways for you guys to help support the podcast here and save some money. As you know, Christmas shopping season has started once again. And right now, MyPillow has got the lowest prices in history on their original MyPillow, the pillow that started it all. The normal price is $69.98. But right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get it for $19.98. That's right. Save $50 on the original MyPillow. Go visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. All right, and secondly, as you know, the NFL season is now heating up. The NBA and the NHL are underway. Take your kids to the game in person the way it's supposed to be and save $20 on your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. All right, just a quick recap. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. SeatGeek.com, promo code First Class. Two ways for you guys to save money and help support First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Donnie Osmond. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? 72 that I know of. (laughs) 
you caught me on a day where don't take anything I say seriously, right? No, I've got five wonderful sons and I love every one of them. They're all married now. And so I've, I've got grandkids now. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I got four kids myself. We got the girl on the fourth try. Otherwise, I'd have five right there with you. But I'm a long way from grandkids, I hope anyway. So, yeah, uh, we, you know, out of 12 grandkids, we only have two little girls, granddaughters. So we only know how to make boys in the Osmond family. <laughs> well, listen, obviously, you've had a, a legendary career here. For, for some of my listeners who may not know, please hit them with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, it's this is my 60, almost 60th year in show business. In fact, my show in in Vegas, that's what it's all about. It's uh, it's 60 years of show business. And in fact, I do this rap. Uh, it's a 10 minute rap. I know everybody's probably laughing that Donny Osmond's doing a rap, but it starts out like uh, it all began back in Utah. I was four years old, started singing with my brothers and the sound was like gold. So my folks took a leap and said, what the hey, we got to get these monsters out to California. And it, it gets faster and faster and faster for 10 minutes. It's nothing but everything I've done in a 60 year uh, span of show business. Now, a lot of your listeners may not know, younger listeners may only know me as Captain Shang from Mulan or from The Masked Singer or Winning Dancing with the Stars, things like that. But I go back. Yeah. I go way back. Yeah, you go way back. You obviously, like I said, you ha you had a legendary career. So take me back, if you could, here, Donnie, to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. About how old were you when you very first became a dad, and how did that experience kind of change your perspective on life? I was young. I I got married at twenty, and my first son came at twenty-one, and uh, uh, changed my life. And I mean, it just grounded me because you know, show business can really be a rocky place. And uh, you don't really know who your friends are, or whatever. But I could always go home, and to my wife and my my kids, and uh, they're 19 years apart, all five of them. And our youngest is 23, and our oldest is 42. Wow, yeah, incredible. Well, one of the things for me, Donnie, like I said, with the four of them, is making sure I get that individual one-on-one -on -one time, and that cha gets challenging as they each come along here. So, what, what would you say of the five was the was the most challenging or, or, or most difficult transition for you as far as number of kids? You know, it. Uh, every one of them were fantastic in their own right. Now, obviously, there's challenges uh, with with every single one of them because everyone has their own agency and freedom to do whatever they want to do. But, you know, my wife and I have our certain rules and regulations under our roof, and uh, we try to teach them good principles and let them govern themselves. That's that's the key takeaway here. If I, if I could say anything on this podcast, it's let them govern themselves, teach them correct principles, and let them govern themselves. In fact, what we did is a lot of people kind of raise an eyebrow to this is that when they were 14 years old, we gave them a credit card and it was that first bill that taught them how to respect money. So you say you give kids a credit card. Absolutely. Teach them early how to, how to treat money, how to respect, you know, debt and things like that, how to treat it. Um, and it obviously each one of them to answer your question is going to present a challenge somewhere, particularly in the teens. You love them. And there's always an open door policy. And each one of them know that if they call me, no matter what I'm doing, unless I'm on stage or something, I always take their call. And uh, I'm always available to them. An interesting thing about, and I'm sure you find, how old are your kids? My oldest, I was just going to say, my, my oldest is 15. Then we have a 14, 10, and 7. So our oldest is kind of softly break us, breaking us in here to the teenage years. Well, you're going to find something that um, eventually uh, you have to learn how to let go. That's the hardest thing is to learn how to let go. Uh, and let them stand on their own two feet, make their own mistakes, because that's where they learn. If you're a helicopter parent, then they never learn. And uh, you have to allow that agency to 
you have to they have to own their own agency and make those decisions so it's difficult it's very very hard as a parent because you don't want them to bump their noses as it were and and trip and fall in certain places and you help them as much as possible but then again you have to let go and that you haven't come to that point yet but you will no, and actually, Donnie, what we're going through right now, my 10-year-old just got cut from the basketball team, and he was devastated because it was something he was really hoping to make, and he tried really hard, and he got cut from the team. And I think oh, in, in the long run, although it's it, it's really devastating for him now, I think it'll be a benefit to him down the line here. And I, I, th- I think that the every kid gets a trophy philosophy has been a colossal failure um, because I think that, like you said, that they need those opportunities to fail and to grow and to learn and to develop. So, and one thing I do talk a, a lot on this podcast about is the fatherless crisis that we have going on where so many kids yeah. are growing up without a father or a father figure, the family unit's been broken down. I think that's been a big problem, a big, one of the biggest causes of the trouble we're seeing in our society. What's your take? Yeah. yeah uh, you hit on a very difficult point because if I had the magic wand and I could wave it, you know, I'd be waving it like crazy. There are so many, so many situations. Uh, you know, you and I are fortunate. We have a family and and we are fathers and we are in our children's lives and help them. But there's so many kids out there that don't. So what do you do? You take what you have and you build upon it the best you can. Break that that chain, that 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 bad chain in your life and start again. In fact, it's quite interesting. This is not a promotion. I apologize if it comes across as a promotion, but my latest album is called Start Again. I wanted to write a song that really had to do with all of us, particularly during the pandemic, we all have to start again and try new things and reinvent ourselves. Um, and that's what I think a lot of these kids have to do because I know many of them because they're my, my children's friends. They, they come over to my house and it's unfortunate what kind of situations they're in, but they have to just start again and build upon what they have and don't rely upon the weaknesses of that, that your dad may have had. Be a better person. Uh, use that as an example to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that, but I will do this and I will do that. So everybody's an island. Everybody has their opportunity of becoming great. And, and in those situations, which is really tough, you just have to knuckle down and be the best you can with the cir- circumstances that you have. Yeah, very well said, Don. Yeah. And one of the things I, I did hear from a lot of the dads during the pandemic was it kind of forced a lot of dads off the road, uh, not not in the office as much. They got to spend more time with their family and kids and say, hey, I've been missing out here on quite a few things. And so it's really opened a lot of dads eyes across the country uh, since the pandemic had happened and it gave them a chance to reconnect uh, as it may be with their family. Well, you know, there's a balance, too, because we have to get out there. We have to make a living and provide for our children, for, for our families. And so you still have to work and you can't just go on vacation, you know, every five minutes. But what you can do is be there. Like I said, when they call you, you drop what you're doing if you can and you spend quality time, whether it's on the phone or in person, most <laughs> probably better in person, obviously, if you can. But be there, you know, and not just sit there and talk to them and think about something. No, really be in their lives and and uh, empathize with them and share with them, but mostly listen to them. You know, this is what's interesting I've learned is that, and this is a, a general rule that I stick to throughout my life, and that is people essentially uh, and instinctively know how to fix their problems. They just want a sounding board. And sometimes, and it drives me crazy, when I see these parents dictate to their children, you got to do this and you got to do that, versus saying, what do you think you should do? They may have the answers already. They just need a listening ear. And what better ear than a dad or a mom or a parent? But just listen. 
and I had a very interesting conversation early on because I tried to be the best dad I possibly could. And I was strict and stern and all that kind of stuff. My oldest, in fact, my two oldest sons, they both did this and I don't recommend it. Uh, but it taught me a great lesson. I was telling them you should be doing this and you should be doing this and all this kind of stuff. And then one day, each one of them at different times said, dad, shut up and sit down and listen to me. And something happened to me. And I said to myself, they have a voice. Let them speak and listen to them without any advice. It was the best conversation I ever had with my sons just to listen to them. When they say, what do you think, dad? Then you give a little advice. But mostly you validate their opinion. Make them feel like they're empowered. And then you see the growth in the children when you empower them, not dictate to them. Wow. Yeah, beautifully said, Donnie. And I'm kind of curious to get your opinion here because, like I said, my oldest is 15. My youngest is my only girl. She's seven. And I'm in no hurry to her to get into these teenage years and start that dating oh. scene. You've been through this. You got, uh, you know, grandkids and the whole bit. And, and, and one thing today, Donnie, is the kids are exposed to so much more today than they were when I was growing up. So things come at them a lot quicker and a lot faster. So I'm trying to prepare myself. How did you kind of handle it when your kids became old enough to start hitting the dating scene? Well, you got to be careful there because you can't meddle in their dating scene, but it has to start long before then. You know, if you have a great relationship with them, I read something the other day that um, that really shocked me. He said, really, the teaching process and training process of a child is over at around five or six. They know how much you love them by the time they're five or six. You can't start as a teenager. But if you find yourself in this situation, it's better to just listen to them and let them know that you're you're not the enemy now another interesting thing that you've, you we've, we've all got to do is we have to be careful about discipline um how do i put this delicately it's good to have rules children want to know where the boundaries are they'll push them and they'll push them hard depending upon their personalities but it's better to have rules and regulations in your home and if they if they fail to keep up with those rules and regulations then there's a penalty but here's the key in my opinion is that if there's a punishment whatever it might be never spanking or anything like that that's that's out of the question but whether they lose a privilege or something like that then the secret is you follow it up with love if you don't you become their enemy then when you try to teach them something they won't listen to you because you're their enemy so you've, it, with that, whenever you're disciplining a child, you immediately follow it up with unconditional love. So important. Yeah. Wow. Very great stuff, Donnie. And I, I, I'm curious here, too. Uh, I know, obviously, I, I've had a few of the dads on here that have competed on uh, Dancing with the Stars. I've had one that won the Mirror Ball as a, as a professional, the Maxim Chimerkovsky stopped by. Uh, you went on the show, smashed it, took home, took home the trophy. What was that experience like for you? What did, what did the kids think of you uh, competing on that show? What was their take on it? Oh, they thought it was great. In fact, my oldest son, he was kind of like my assistant through the whole thing. He was with me in the rehearsal halls and and uh, I'll tell you an experience that, that really changed that whole outcome. Uh, I had, this is like the, the eighth week or seventh week out of 10 weeks. And I had three dances to do. And uh, I totally blew the first one. I just messed it up royally. In fact, I was at the bottom of the leaderboard. This is my son, Don, my oldest, Don Jr. 
Now, you, you can only imagine the security in this place is really tight. It's a live show. So you can't just walk backstage without credentials. I don't know how he did it. But after that number, I was back in the hallway and I was just completely depressed thinking I've lost this thing. I looked down this long hallway. Somehow he had gotten past security and he is walking towards me and grabbed me by my lapels, threw me up against the wall. And he said, now, dad, you get out there and be the professional that I know you are and you know you are. Now go win this thing. And it was it was almost a shock that my my little boy, well, he wasn't little at the time, he he just taught me a lesson. He said, now stop feeling sorry for yourself. Now you get out there and do your job. And every week thereafter, for the next three weeks, I kept going up and up and finally won it. But that was the turning point when my dad my dad said, Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Now you get out there and do your job. It was wow. great. Great father-son moment right there, for sure. It was. Uh, what a bonding moment. And we, we laugh at it today, but he taught me a lesson. And uh, so that that was a wonderful father-dad experience. And, and I've had so many of those with every single one of my wonderful sons. And, uh, I mean, I could spend, you know, the next couple hours telling you those kinds of experiences. But it all gets back to the love and trust you have with each other. And I don't think he would have ever done that. If if we didn't like each other, he wouldn't care. He said, Dad, go ahead and lose. He said, I don't care. But no, he cared. He really cared about what his dad did. Not for his sake, but for my sake. Yeah, so I, and, then, and then obviously then too, you went on the masked singer. And what was that? What was that like for them? Did you I mean how, how tight? I mean, I've had a few of the guys, I know Brian Austin Green who's been on it, but what is it like? You, how, how secret do you have to keep this from all your family? Did any of them guess that it was you on the show? They had no idea. I couldn't. I couldn't tell my kids. I told my wife eventually because I was walking around the house pretending to be a peacock. She said, what in the, what in the heck are you doing? I, I got to tell you something, honey, and because I don't te- keep any secrets from you. And I told her, she said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, I can't tell the kids. That's that's a complete no-no. But they kind of guessed because they know my voice. And they called me up and said, Dad, you've got to be the peacock. And I was the very first mass singer. And uh, I started the whole thing and they thought, wow. And my, in fact, it was really interesting. Some of my grandkids still call me the peacock. <laughs> I'm the peacock. Yep. Well, you know what that leads right into. I was going to ask you, what has the transition been like for you uh, becoming a grandfather? What is it like for you to watch your sons become dads? Oh, it's just wonderful. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how to put it into words other than accelerating and euphoric to see my children go through the same thing that I've done. And, and what's wonderful is, and, and you hear this all the time, and, and you're going to experience this as well. The greatest thing is when the grandkids come over, you just love on them like crazy and feed them full of sugar and send them home. <laughs> I said, Mom and Dad, you take care of the rest. It's, you know, you kind of wish you could start with the grandkids and then go to the children, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's really cool to see that happen. Every one of my boys, except my youngest now, because he just got married recently, have children. And it's fascinating to watch how how we've raised our children and how they raised their children. And it's all different. They all have because when you introduce a spouse, whether it be a wife or a husband, uh, they obviously have 50 percent of the say and it changes the dynamic. And again, you have to let them do it their job and what they think is best for the children. But you see those little idiosyncrasies and traditions that we started as parents filter into, into their families. It's, it's just, 
an amazing dynamic to watch. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I'm looking forward to it myself in no hurry to get there, like I said. But And you mentioned there, too, the, the, the rap that you do. You mentioned the Vegas show. Uh, what yeah. inspired you to get get back into, you know, get to Vegas, get the show? And what can the, the listeners or the viewers expect to see when they get there? It's probably the biggest show, solo show that I've ever put together because it's all inclusive. I mean, it's everything I've done in my entire uh, show business life. And uh, talk about a challenge to put together. There's another segment in there that's, that took me a long time to figure out how to do, technically and otherwise. And that is, I just released this album that I just mentioned to you, Start Again, is my 65th album. So I started thinking, okay, which album do I put into the show besides this, this current one? And I thought, I'm going to put them all in. Every single album, every single song I've ever recorded is in the show. So there's a segment I call the request segment. All the albums are on this huge video wall behind us. Anyone can pick any album, any song on any album, and we do it just like that. And we do maybe 30, 45 seconds of it, so we get to about maybe five or six songs. But the cool thing about it is that it's fun for us because the show changes every night. It's 10, 15 minutes of nothing but improv. And then obviously there's the, the songs from the, from the album. And I turn the whole theater into a Mulan experience. I got permission from Disney to utilize the film itself. And I edited uh, a fight scene. I've had just bits and pieces of the film. And of course my song, let's get down to business. And we do this, the, the stick fighting, just like Captain Shang in the screen behind us. And it's a whole Mulan experience and the audience just eats it up. It's just wow. amazing. Yeah, yeah so sounds incredible. Uh, and as I said, obviously you've had a, a legendary uh, career. Your, your, your legacy uh, in the music industry is secure. But what would you consider? What would you say you want your legacy to be as a dad? That I was always there. That I was al always loving and kind. Uh, yes, I. I had, like I said, I had the rules with along with my wife. We've established those rules. Uh, I have. We have a saying in my home that uh, my dad kind of coined this phrase he said i'm the head of the home and then my mom would say yeah but i'm the neck that turns the head <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so that's my my wife and i are just co-equals and uh, my my legacy or my the reputation i want with my children that when they talk to their grandkids is that my dad was always there for me under any circumstances and any problems he'd always help he's always there for me that's what I want to be known as. Yeah, beautiful, Donnie. And obviously, you got the Vegas show going now. What kind of goals or plans do you have? What's next for you? You think of beyond that? You working on any other kind of project? Well, well 65, I'm an underachiever. What are you talking about? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually getting ready to go over to England. I'm doing this pantomime show. A, pa a pantomime is, um, is kind of like British culture. And they've asked me to be the wizard. Uh, I'm the MC of the entire show. This is the biggest pantomime show. Uh, in their history and they've been going since the 40s i guess i don't know and uh, i'm commanding all of this this fire and fireworks and explosions on stage and i do uh, maybe four or five numbers and uh, i actually do um, a song that uh, ozzy osbourne told me it was his favorite one of his favorite rock and roll songs a song we did back in 72 i think it was 73 called crazy horses and during that song i command all this fire on stage dressed up as a wizard and I can hardly wait. In fact, that's what I was doing just before I made this call was learning all my lines and and going through the the choreography of it all. Wow. Wow. Sounds fantastic, Donnie. So um, all right, then, listen, as soon as I finish that, I fly right back to Las Vegas and start that up again.
Man, incredible. Yeah, great stuff. So, listen, I'm not going to keep you any longer here. Last thing I want to hit you with, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Get as much sleep as you can right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get a lot afterwards. But you you just love them. You know, it's a feeling. You know what this feeling is like when they come out and they're kicking their little feet and, then, and their arms are waving and they're, they're crying. I started crying and it was just the same way for all five of my wonderful boys. And, and I'm sure you felt that same way with your children. It's a miracle to be able to, to bring a little body, a little spirit like that onto this earth. And so be grateful for it. Be thankful for it. Yeah. Very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Donnie Osmond, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. My pleasure. Have a good one. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Donnie Osmond for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And don't forget, take advantage right now if you go to MyPillow.com. The original price for the MyPillow is $69.98. And if you use my promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get the MyPillow for $19.98. Okay? That's a $50 savings. Christmas shopping season is underway. Get started right now at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. You're going to save up to 66% on your order. they got more than 150 products. Go check them all out. Help support the podcast here and put a few bucks in your pocket for the Christmas season. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, I saw feelings.